Welcome to Rhymesly Podcast. This month is March. It's one of my favorites since, well, it's my birthday too. But also in the Northern Hemisphere, it's we're entering to spring. It changes each year, but just as change happens in the season, it also happens in our recovery. We have a new guest today. Her name is a- Amy Sinha. Is that correct? Am I saying it? You are correct. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I like to give a disclaimer in the states. Uh, if you are in crisis, uh, we have the nine eight eight number. Do you know what you guys have over there at all? What they have? If when um, it comes to crisis, crisis? Uh, all I know is the the police number that kind of covers everyone. I think yeah. Well, one one one. I can't remember. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, but I just want to share with those that whatever resources um, when it comes to crisis and your whatever is um, close to home, I always don't like to reinvent the wheel. So find what helps you, whatever, whatever community, whatever has been helping you reach out to the people that have been there. I always say this, Amy, um, people say better than me a lot of times. So uh, Victor Frankel, uh, he says it this way. I want to get your thoughts. When we are no longer able to change the situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. What comes to mind when you hear this quote? I think when you're just stuck in a situation you don't want to be in, it's like, how do you get yourself out of that situation? And if you can't physically get yourself out of that situation, then you have to mentally change your perception of that situation. And then it will, I think then your situation will appear different because you have a different mindset. Yeah, and I feel sometimes on, on, you know, some of the bad days, when it rains and it pours, uh, sometimes you can only change one thing. You can control only one thing. You know, a lot of things are external, and that's why it gets frustrating. But um, sometimes it's just um, getting out of bed. Sometimes it's just doing something. You know, um, I do not minimize what people go through working in the mental health field. I know it's hard, but also at the same time, um, you know, just like I like what Victor Frankl says, and you know, I read his book, but I just also like his how he describes it very plainly. Uh, a lot of situations, most situations, sometimes you can't change, but sometimes you have to change how you look at them and how you perceive for what you know. Um, change sometimes could look as a bad thing, you know, it can be frustrating, can be annoying, especially these last three years with COVID, two, three years. Mm-hmm. That, but, you know, it's sometimes people think it's abandonment. I don't always necessarily feel that is. It's an adjustment to what you're, you know, and kind of reevaluate when it is important to you. Um, life, you know, it's inevitable. Things will change. Um, and I'm going to get, I uh, want to also hear your story, Amy. I'll, I'll always having new guests, I would like to hear wh- where they come from, especially when, um, you know, th- for those who are listening, watching, to get a little, because, these questions, these topics that I come up with Revive Ministries, a lot of times not talked about, but more importantly, it's more important when they know who the person is. Why Why should I care? Like, at this point, and I think that is a very important part of it. Um, Veronica Togaleva, I don't know how to say her last name. I apologize. I'm butchering names, like, <laughs> left and right. But she says this great thing. She says, to know yourself, you must sacrifice the illusion they already do. Um, What comes to mind when you hear this quote? I think over the years, we build up our perception of ourselves that actually may not be true. And Mm -hmm. I think it's great. And I think that's why other people um, come in handy because they have um, a different 
different viewpoint mm -hmm. about yourself that you don't have. And I think maybe sometimes they're more true because mm -hmm. we go through life like hearing negative things and we think a lot of negative things about ourselves and believe them. <laughs> and then most of the time they're not true. So it is, I mean, I can experience it. I have experienced it. So it's good that other people take a look in and go, no, actually, this is how we perceive you. And maybe you should, you know, think of yourself this way. And I think maybe that's what she's kind of talking about. So the illusion that we create, because it is all an illusion. Maybe she's got a point on that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel also the idea, even if you get close to the mark from your understanding, we're not static. <laughs> I keep changing. Yeah. Now, so like what you may know of yeah. who you are may not be who you are today. And no. so I think, um, I think it's ever growing process i think you're right in that aspect that you know lean on those around you because you could be too close to the elephant <laughs> you could be too close to it yeah. to actually yeah. see what's really going on um revival she doesn't really proselytize but i do you know i have i see think of it as an outreach ministry like if you know, I went to another country i gave uh you know for for my when i think about revival issues i think of the idea of allowing people to share their stories and a lot of times you get you go to another country, let's say Africa, you give medical. But a lot of times people, things get kept in. We don't talk about, you know, culture. I'm half South Korean, half Puerto Rican, so I'm kind of just confused. But a lot of times with the cultural aspects, that's also hard to navigate. Yeah. Um, but I do like just, just, you know, bringing this one from the Bible. It says, desire without knowledge is not good. That Whoever make haste with his feet misses his way. So it's the urgency, like what, whether you're faith-based or not, I like this. Yeah. What it kind of speaks about is just a lot of times restraint and pause is a lot of, especially when you're making decisions. Um, and also, you know, a lot of times people are like, what's time management? I'm like, I think it at the core is valuing your time. It's yeah. valuing your time because it, if you ask yourself, why do I need to be better at time management? So I could, be more effective. Why is that important? Because if you're effective, you're, you're valuing who you are, the time that you spent. Yeah. Amy, I want to give you an opportunity, like, I guess, about tell us about how'd you get to where you are today? A little bit about your story. I read a little bit, obviously, but I wanted them to hear from you. But uh, yeah, share a little bit what what brought you to where you are today. Oh, God. Um, well, I've been through many challenges. I <laughs> yeah. had um, <laughs> a lot of disabilities when I was younger, which obviously shaped who I am right now. And mm -hmm. it, it's been a challenge because a lot of physical things that people take for granted, like mm -hmm. I can't feel um, hot or cold anywhere throughout my body. So feeling like, you know, I can't, I, I don't cook. Not that I can't cook. Mm -hmm. I've never learned how to cook because it's self-preservation. I don't mm -hmm. want to you know, burn myself or burn mm -hmm. the house down. Um, I also have uh, bad eyesight. I had cataracts when I was young, so I've got no lenses in my mm -hmm. eyes. So I have to wear um, contact lenses and glasses, but I still only have like a fifth uh, percent of my vision. And I also developed arthritis, which meant my mobility was very, very limited and very painful. Um, and because of that, I stopped growing at the age of about 10 or 11. So I've always been short. So I've had to go through that. Like, so there's not only the, the boundaries of like physical boundaries, but also boundaries of what people think think of me because they judge me. Well, they, they uh, well, I thought they judged me for my height, whether they do or not is another thing. I, you know, I can't see what other people are, are seeing. Um, so, but that kind of shaped who I am. Um, I, I kind of 
It has it has had a lot of boundaries, but I'm lucky that I do have family, um, really amazing family and friends who kind of never let me get into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do anything because I've got so many restrictions, and because of that, I've kind of pushed forward and and kind of try to do things the, the best that I can. And I went to university, and nobody mm-hmm. actually ever thought that I could go to university, and mm-hmm. and I, I ended up going that I went to a university six hours away from where I live, <laughs> which was another challenge. But mm-hmm. I wanted to go there because um, I'm a jazz singer, and it was the mm-hmm. best college in the UK at the time for mm-hmm. jazz, and I really, really wanted to go there. <laughs> um, so I did. I made it happen, and. You know, I pursued my love of singing and I released an album and I collaborated with um, a record label in New York and mm-hmm. now I'm a voiceover artist. So it's kind of helped me, um, even though, you know, I've got, I kind of understand where people are coming from. I guess mm-hmm. I do. I'm quite patient. I do have empathy. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, I don't let other people's problems kind of reflect on me because I, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've developed a shield that mm-hmm. I can listen to people, but I don't take them on board. And I think... A lot of people who do that unfortunately struggle because mm. they they just feel everything that somebody else is going through. And mm. even though you know it's a great quality to have empathy, but when it's weighing you down, um, mm. I think people need to reflect other people's energies so mm. they they don't feel like overwhelmed. Um, so yeah, it's been tough, but it's yeah. a learning thing. <laughs> yeah, and um, there's a lot unpacked there, but I, I do appreciate what you said. Um, um, Compassion and fatigue is a huge thing. You know, obviously working in the field, you see a lot of things. Um, but at the end of the day, um, there's a there's a healthy boundary. You know, when I go when I come home from work, I'm home. I'm not. I try to keep my work separate. You know, I, I it's a very humil uh, humble job. You know, sometimes I, I I realize I can't do as much. You know, I think that that's one thing that I, I mean, some people, if you embrace that, I feel you learn a lot about yourself. And then again, and like you said, um, people come to my office a lot of times that are saving the world, but not saving themselves. And it's, it's, it's hard to see. So I think that one of the hardest lessons, not only myself, but I've seen is to look at yourself in the mirror, really look at yourself in the mirror. And that could be a, one of the hardest things to do because I could help. I'm empathetic. I really love caring. But if I'm not taking care of my home, if I'm not talking to my wife, if I'm not there, then it, it, it then I won't be. You can't give what you don't have. And lastly, uh, I think it's awesome that you, <laughs> you do music and you do jazz. Sing. Uh, for me, I, I love music. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I don't. One, one thing I realized was there's so many people so much better than me. But I still love it, you know. <laughs> you know, I, you know that's, again, that's not the point, though. I mean, music is for yourself. I mean, yeah. it's, it is really. Yeah. I know everyone sees like famous people and they want to yeah. be like a stardom, but music is. You you have to do the things that you do. You have to do for yourself mm. for you to feel good. You can't do it in the hope that it's going to make like you're going to make become famous and, and yeah. recognition and and i think a lot of people do it for that and and i think that's the wrong reason uh, yeah to, and to i feel like famous. i was very lucky to learn that lesson early <laughs> i learned yeah. that lesson really early <laughs> how i wasn't that great like i was okay but like it took a lot of but at the same time it's a wonderful way for me at least um to share a story to share how you feel you can't really yeah. express with words you can write well yeah. you know i I can write pretty well, but at the same time, there's something that music does that kind of goes beyond just what the words say. So I, I do yeah. find that um, a lot of times when we, in this podcast, I talk about communication and 
one of the and let's say the lack thereof you know i could talk to you right now because i'm but a lot of times you'll have superficial conversations uh when you have uh, and music is one way of communicating you know your thoughts and whatever whether you share it to the masses or just share it to one loved one or whatever whatever yeah. what have you so i think when i think of music i think it's just a form another expressive form of communicating another way you can just be cathartic because a lot of times we're in our heads a lot you know you could yeah. journal you could but music's just another way to for me to kind of do that i really just want to share that um but besides that you know a lot of times i said said before uh, it's kind of a haunting way of thinking, but we're, our lives are always unfinished, if you really think about it. <laughs> if you're kind of embraced that, um, then you don't really get so caught up where you should be. Yeah. You know, the should, should, should. Oh, yeah. you should be here. I should be. I should have kids. I should be in this place, in this neighborhood. No. You know, when you, I, think, I think it takes time. It's easy for me to say, but I, I, I want to hear from you, Amy, what your experience with setting those boundaries of the shoulds what should i be at for me it was a lot of pain a lot of self-talking um a lot of you know and yeah it took a lot of kind of expressing myself either through music or just through writing or just talking to people that i began to realize not that my family had anything against maybe they didn't understand and the point is they won't and that's okay but the thing is they're there they want the best for you and you kind of categorize and um, it has been helpful moving forward. How, how about for you? When it comes to, you mentioned all those medical barriers that you were. Um, yeah. So what has been uh, helpful for you moving through that? Uh, well, I think there's a there's a lot of pressure from say society of where mm. you should be. Yeah. But I think it, it it varies in different societies. So obviously mm. I'm in the UK, but I'm Indian. So mm. Indian has different, you know shoulds you should be married at a certain age you should have kids then you know whereas in the western society now i guess it, it's more different so women need to be more independent but yeah. again we've still got that old-fashioned we should be married say before 30 we should have a house we should have a great job that pays well and then pay off all your student debt mm. it's hard and especially then when you have a disability it's like you just can't i can't do it i couldn't do it but then in my head it was like well i should be and mm. so then i put a lot of pressure on myself and I've wasted years on that mm. I should be doing this, but I'm not. And the years of feeling guilty that I, yeah, guilty that, I, you know, I'm not, my family is, I'm not, my family can't see that I'm doing this. I'm not married. My, you know, my parents mm. haven't walked me down the aisle and mm. I should be married <laughs> at, at my age. So now, okay, now I'm going to just like, it's just too much. I can't cope. Mm. So I've kind of left that all aside. And I think, I think comparisons, especially in music, you're comparing mm. yourself to, mm different people all of the time and again that adds pressure and I think my emotions have like gone like that and mm -hmm. you know a lot of depression and then when you're up you're up when you're down you're down and again that just adds to a lot so I think the best way to do it is just block everyone out and mm -hmm. just go well this is what maybe this is have a goal that my own goals and this is what I want to achieve mm -hmm. and just do it and it doesn't matter if my friends have done it. Doesn't matter if the people like on TV have done it. You know, it makes no difference. But it's hard. Mm. It's hard because we're in a social. You know, we're mm. social beings. We mm. we we watch the media. We talk mm. to different people. So it is hard to block everybody off. Um, but mm. I do think it's important to just have your own, like mm. keep your own goals in your mind and not be swayed by other people's goals because yeah. they're not our goals to live. We've got uh, our own goals. And I feel like you you bring up a 
a very good point. The the idea that, um, at least for me, and I would say, if I want to do something, it's it has to come from me. <laughs> Can't come from anyone else. I kind of, you know, being in the um, mental health field, you might have kind of a lot of, oh, I want to set these goals. And, you know, goals, you know, there has to be some sort of habit. And and the ha- change in habit or routine in your life, let's say um, let's say you want to lose weight, you want to get fit, <laughs> you mm-hmm. want to look. So okay, so um, what are you going to change from the twenty? There's only twenty four hours in the day. Well, uh, I want to. Um, I need to change these habits, and it gets and if it's someone else's goal, it's going to be a lot harder, especially if you're not feeling good about yourself. If you yeah. look at yourself and you hate yourself or you're depressed, you know, I jokingly say, like, who would eat well? Who would eat, like, a broccoli or veggie salad or something if they feel miserable? And, like, and, and continue. It's not sustainable, at least from what I've seen. When it comes from within, you know, a lot of people will ask, you know, rest is different. What, you know, I've come, I have a long day at work or whatever, and people are like, oh, you need to rest. The podcast, no, I love my podcast. I love doing the podcast. You know, people are like, oh, you need, there's different kinds of rest. You know, I, I'm a gamer too. I like gaming. So <laughs> it's a different kind of thing. So I, I segment it in different different avenues. It's not that, um, and one person asked me one time before when I was really struggling, they said, um, do you have a hobby? I'm like, I, I don't deserve a hobby. I think when you, when you kind of really think about it, um, uh, that's where I was. So, um, now looking back, I think all of us should have some sort of hobby, something kind of creative outlet. I don't know what it is. I, because sometimes it's hurry up and wait. I was in the military. <laughs> a lot of times it's just, you're waiting a lot. So, mm-hmm. and, and our, we're, our own minds could be our own worst enemy a lot of times. But I think that the, what it says underneath, it says unfinished our journeys, and any given moment is unfinished. It's it's for me. It has been a constant understanding of that. Certain aspects of my life, I really wish I should have been here or should have done that. Mm-hmm. We're human, but when we allow that kind of, uh, I guess, slack. Uh, it, it, this one quote from Thomas um, Quayle says, "Every answer can be followed by another question." I think we can dive deeper. It's it's when we're less concerned of getting somewhere, we can actually get a little bit deeper and what's important. And I think what you said, when, um, when you make the goals personal to you, I want to do this, not because someone else. And also try uh, uh, my own advice is try not to get bitter with those who don't understand because they want the best, but they don't know the context. And at the same time, lastly, the naysayers to say, oh, you should have. I hate to say it this way, but I say sometimes, um, if you if, if things go bad, are they going to be the ones bailing you out? Probably not. They're not. If you end up homeless on the street, will they sit there with you? Not. So I know that's a weird way of thinking, but at the same time, your goals have to be your own. And yeah. your, your, what you dream has to be your own. So I, I really feel what you said was really speaks to me um um getting back to the theme discovering what is next amy what has been helpful regarding this you know it's very broad theme helpful for you when deciding what is next for you like 
So on the theme of the month, this month is discovering what is next. Amy, what has been helpful for you when deciding what is next, you know, navigating as things change day to day? Yeah, I think what really been helpful is that when I've finished something and I don't know what's coming up, you know, there's the tendency to go, oh my gosh, everything's finishing, nothing is, you know, my life is over, nothing's coming in for me. But there's always going to be something around the corner, always, never has there not been a time that something new hasn't come come my way. So I think I, I've learned now just to sit back and let fate or the divine or whatever kind of mm. bring me into my next phase. And then uh, just to be, and I think it's just for me to be aware but mm. what is coming in and, and the opportunities and then whatever feels right to me, kind of take them if, if I feel like that that's going to be helpful. And that's actually how the voiceover came because that was obviously music and I was putting out music and I was like, oh, I kind of want to take a break from this. And then just happened to somebody talk to me about voiceovers and it kind of you know resonated and I kind of went with it. And yeah, yeah it's now become my career that I'm doing right now. So I think that's probably what's helped me. And, you know, when I think about um, also when we're deciding what discovering what is next is sometimes it won't work out. Sometimes it may, you know, sometimes it does, you know, you fall. But, you know, there's this old expression, you fall forward, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if you understand what happened. I think a lot of things we learned are from our mistakes or maybe. um, But at the same time, one of those things that help is not. How would I say silencing ourselves and just rushing in? Okay, this yeah. doesn't work. I don't want to talk about. Let's go to the next yeah. thing. Um, I think uh, pausing and taking the moment to say, "Why did this not work out? What could I have done? Maybe it wasn't a uh, a good fit." And I think then accountability doesn't become a bad word <laughs> as it is sometimes. You know, accountability a lot of times may. I'm talking about your internal how you. Uh, and accountability becomes something that can be supportive, something that can be motivating, especially with positive people and the way you see and um, perceive what's ahead. Yulia says it this way, it doesn't matter how strong and well-prepared you are if you have no direction. So take time. Take time. Why do you want to do these things? Uh, I want to be a singer, like we said. Why? Why do you want to be a singer? Why do you want to be a musician? And... um. Not because of what you see on TV. Ask yourself, do you like singing? Do you, and what would you like to see happen? Direction is a very, I would say, one of the most fun, fundamental things that have helped me take the pause moment. If I did a project, it didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? Do I not want to abandon the whole idea? Maybe it's just adjustment to something that be more appropriate. Uh, what comes to mind when you hear this quote, Amy? Um, I think like like what you said, it's kind of know what what you you you're getting yourself in for. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have no direction, it's like I think sometimes we think things are have to be following on from what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then some things can like have a change. Like say you're working in, a, in an office, and I think COVID had a lot to do with changes over the last few years because they realized, well, actually, I want to do something else. I don't want to spend my life traveling, mm-hmm. you know, every day to go to a job, which actually I really, really don't like. And they've realized, okay, I want to work from home. So, and I think sometimes a leap of faith, if you really want to do something, and this mm-hmm. is, as you said, this is, you, you have to kind of 
really look into yourself and go, I really want to do it. Mm. I think sometimes you have to kind of disregard the money side for mm. a bit um, mm. and say, okay, I'm not going to make any money, but I really want to do this. And then as you're doing it, it's inevitable mm. that you will make money. If you mm. deeply love something that you're doing, it won't be a job, it won't be a lifestyle, and you'll make money for it. You'll be able to support yourself, but it's just having the leap of faith to trust that, that, that it's going to work out. Now, if you don't trust it, <laughs> it's not going to work out. So you do have to trust it and believe in yourself. So I think that's what maybe the, the direction, preparing for the different direction, but then having faith that it will that new direction will work out but um like i was saying in um it doesn't uh you know when you think of your life as long-term investment you start to make wiser choices if you just think i need some result tomorrow or today um it it doesn't go well so that goes i feel my advice and i'm going to ask your final thoughts is really think about your life whether it's your goals your relationships your friendships your family as long-term generally you make wiser choices because you know you're you're in it you're in it you're in it so uh, I, that's my last little tidbit i want to ask you any final thoughts would you like to uh, add and also anything you want to share uh with those listening i will put it in the notes but any final thoughts you would like to share with the list those listening today um i think you know we just we just need to trust more and and trust in in the universe and whatever you believe in i really do believe that there is something powerful more than us and i think mm-hmm. I, I and and you do have to trust that everything will work out because mm-hmm. it will you just have to um do again what you have to do what's in your heart and if mm-hmm. you truly believe that something is right then trust that it mm-hmm. will work out and it doesn't matter what anybody says it doesn't matter if they don't believe it if you believe it that all that matters and um i have proof of that happening so i don't like say things that i, I you know i haven't experienced myself mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think that that would be my my final thought <laughs> yeah and i i i you know i think you know at the very least take time to just you know talk to your and talk, mm-hmm. talk your inner talk with yourself mm-hmm. ask what's important you know honestly these things are you know, will take time but you know when you i think when you Give yourself time. You begin to see that, you know, the things you're doing are important to you. And then you'll, the hope is that you will um, continue on that route, even if it messes up. Because the thing is, you're investing yourself. And life, honestly, keeps changing. So it's not about getting somewhere. It's just becoming something better. So thank you again. Um, Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us um, with your thoughts and everything today. I just want to share with those who are listening. Remember, stay updated with all things Revive Ministries, the various platforms. RevivalMinistriesFL.com is the website. This is the last quote. You know, in February was um, Af- um, African American um, uh, month for in the in the states. We we recognize those who were struggling during the slave slavery and also the in the in the rights that civil rights movement in the sixties. So Martin Luther King had this one quote. He says, if you can fly, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep uh, moving forward.